Welcome to Inspired Edinburgh. Powerful conversations helping you reconnect with your purpose. I'm Elliot Reeves and my guest today is Lucy Rose Walker. Lucy Rose is the co-founder and CEO of Entrepreneurial Spark, the world's largest free business accelerator for early stage and growing ventures. And your vision is to inspire and enable positive change through the action of entrepreneuring. In 2016, you were listed on SBNN's 40 Under 40 list, and you've helped grow Entrepreneurial Spark from one hatchery with 25 chiclets to soon to be 13 hatcheries across the UK with over 800. Lucy Rose, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Great, great. So it would be great if you could start by telling us a bit about your background and I suppose really who Lucy Rose Walker is. Okay, great. <laughs> so I started out um, probably quite young in the entrepreneurship space, which is something I've only just reflected on quite recently. Okay. Um, I trained when I was 16, I was working um, with a, as a childminder, oh, um, right. just in the kind of summer holidays and things. And I never really thought about it at the time, but I was always kind of babysitting and, and doing those things that you do when you're kind of that, that age. Um, but mm. I suppose always working really. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to uni, I studied psychology um, and because I always had a real fascination of people. And so that for me was kind of, I, I would find out more about people. The mm -hmm. reality of studying psychology is you learn a little about a lot. And <laughs> so you kind of get this overview. It maybe wasn't quite what I'd, I'd hoped for it, but it was a great experience anyway, that's for uh -huh. sure. Um, so I did that and during that period as well, I worked again um, in a startup during one of the summers there. And I worked for an e-commerce company during the dot-com um, period, um, not long <laughs> before it went bust. Okay. But again, a really interesting experience uh, for me in terms of working in that environment. Mm -hmm. I knew that was kind of where I, I really wanted to be. So came out and why of university, by which point um, the chap who I'd originally worked with was started a new um, venture. Interestingly, um, it was a venture that had come about through the group, um, a group of people from Archangels who'd come up with their own idea. And, and we joked a few years later <laughs> about the fact that angels should probably stick to investing in other people's ideas rather yeah. than coming up with their own, because yeah. it probably wasn't the best idea in the world, albeit um, it gave me the opportunity to travel the US. So we took a tartan credit card out to the US and nice. the market was a Scottish diaspora. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and, and across the US there's, there's this desire to have a history and a heritage so they really want to have a connection um, and a lot of that stems from Scotland so this was about how do we connect with the Scottish diaspora and support um, sort of charitable and areas within Scotland and, and give back so mm -hmm. amazing experience um, and from that learning um, <laughs> went on to work with um, another lady and start a venture which was inventing a board game on Scotland. Oh, cool. um, it was called Scottish Quest um, and that that for me was my first real venture into working in a, a startup. I mean that had the highs and the lows that <laughs> I see people going through now. You know I remember rocking up to the warehouse in San Francisco because we were promoting over again in the States having a shipment in from China, 
for the, the board games and finding that they were all faulty oh and God. having to like <laughs> send it all back and staying up throughout the night to write the 2,400 questions that we did for the board game wow. and standing in shopping centres at Christmas selling it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> all those kind of uh, sort of life experiences that come with living in the world of entrepreneurship and um, mm -hmm. so that was a, a real eye-opener for me and um, it's still going today but ultimately it was never going to be the, the the big success in terms of paying salaries and things so went on to work um, with a group called Connect Scotland here um, that was about 2005 and that really got me into the world of investment so it was all mm -hmm. about helping tech companies um, to seek investment in Scotland. And one mm -hmm. of the big things we did was a tech tour. And we brought European investors from across the, the um, whole of Europe and put them in front of a number of, of startups in that tech arena. So mm -hmm. again, um, similar world, but different sort of approach to it. And then went on in 2009 to work on the gathering, which was the big clan gathering down in Holyrood Park. Mm -hmm. Highs and lows there, again, great mm -hmm. event, but just some challenges around the project management and, and I would say, you know, was probably my first experience of failure. Um, so it was, it was a really tough time coming out the back of that. Mm -hmm. And went on to work in various different areas, really, of tourism um, startup and consultancy and things and at that point um, and started to to look at where did I want to go and what did I want to do with that sort of eclectic background. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you don't, you don't necessarily fit. Um, you don't have, you know, I'm not a lawyer or I'm not a doctor or I, you know, I'm not a marketeer. I, I've kind of got this eclectic background. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friends always used to joke about Lucio's would never have the normal job. There would always be something weird about what she did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was kind of, so I went through a real period of self-development at that point uh -huh. and then trained as a, a coach oh, and right. put myself through that. And it was really sort of coming out the, the other side of, of that training um, that I got wind of Entrepreneurial Spark. Okay. And that was when Jim Duffy had, had come up with the, the, the concept at that point. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of when I, I first heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. so it's um, been good. Yeah, so, so the training that you did as our coach yep. then, was that as our business coach? So it was kind of a mixture of both, really, in terms of uh, the skill set you could use for business or for life. Right. Because when you tended to work with somebody, you would work with all aspects of their life. Mm -hmm. um, so you could look at um, the, the different elements of it. So it was, yeah, it was kind of a, a mixture, really. Yeah, mm. you've got an incredibly diverse background. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. quite eclectic. But, but I suppose perfect for what, what you're now doing. Exactly, right? yeah. No, very much so. So it's been interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, so it would be really good for people that aren't familiar with Entrepreneurial Spark if you could give us, I suppose, a, um, you know, an overview of, of, of kind of what you are and what you do and I suppose the, the whole genesis of it as well. Yeah. So it was originally, as I say, Jim Duffy's brainchild in mm -hmm. terms of the, the, the concept and, and really wanting to be able to support entrepreneurs better. He'd had a massive failure with a startup that he'd worked in and mm -hmm. he felt there was a better way to help people start businesses. So 
when I came in, it was it was really the kind of synergy between my background of both startup but also the psychology um, that really worked well when we came together to be able to say, right, okay, well, what is it about an entrepreneur that we need to, to really help them with? Yeah. Um, and, and it comes down to mindset, you know, mm. for everybody in any mm-hmm. area of life, it comes down to your mindset, but particularly for an entrepreneur, it's about, you know, the, the mindset and behaviors that you are displaying on a daily basis and that you are learning and working on. So that really led us, um, we started out with one space um, in Glasgow as an, uh, an accelerator, mm-hmm. um, really sort of thinking about businesses and ideas and then evolved really into what we would call today a people accelerator. Okay. Um, so we had about 25 companies in that first cohort in Glasgow. We were really lucky to be gifted um, a space by Lord Hockey um, in his building. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allowed us to then um, get the support of the local council who came in to fund um, in early 2012 and that was us really off at that point Um, and we then went on to open in Ayrshire with the support of Sir Tom Hunter and the councils there Um, and then we ultimately went on to to where we are today but I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit later on (laughs) Um, but really for us it's about it's about moving people quicker through their journey so Yes, you could sit at home and work on your business, but it's quite a lonely place. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting that resilience and peer support of being in a space with other people and taking down, so we talk about, when you come into Entrepreneur Spark, everything is completely free. So we don't pay for anything, we don't take any equity. So we've taken out all the physical barriers. So you're not paying for Wi-Fi, you're not paying for a desk. But then the biggest thing is these barriers up here Hmm. and that's what we then needed to work on. So for us, that was development of our USP, which is entrepreneurial enablement. And that's really about essentially similar to coaching an entrepreneur and is saying, well, what what is standing in the way? What what can we do? How can we move you on? How can we join the dots, you know, in terms of linkages and connections? Mm -hmm. But where is it? Is it fear? What is it? Um, So that was, that's really... The, the sort of main element. And what's the most common themes that come out of that? It's definitely got to be confidence. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's confidence to take that step. It's confidence to ask that question, ask that person, you know, thinking big enough, you know. And <laughs> so a lot of it will come down to fear because it's fear of the unknown. It's fear of what somebody might say. It's fear of what people might think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, nine times out of ten, you know that the biggest thing blocking a business moving forward is the entrepreneur running it. Yeah, yeah, um, so doubt. it's helping them to to move through that that uh-huh. period. Yeah, yeah, um, I can kind of relate to the whole idea of the resistance, if you like. Very it's, much. It's so. tough. So, yeah. but, but I mean, how do you then go about um, teaching people confidence? Yeah, it's <laughs> an interesting one. I think it's a it's. So I would say I talk that we are not about education, we're more about facilitation and, and yeah. enablement. Okay. So it's really about about holding up the mirror to people and asking them the right questions. Mm. So the team don't give people the answers. We're not here to tell you how to run your business. That's mm. not our that's not our role. And you wouldn't want that. That wouldn't help. So it's really yeah. about asking you the things that make you think. You know, and you, you can sit with an entrepreneur and you can almost have that sort of breakthrough moment when you see them going, oh God, that's it, you know? And you've just helped them overcome that, that sort of barrier or by making them think about it in a different way. 
because you're able to have that bird's eye view because you're not in it like they are. Yeah. Um, so you're helping them to kind of zoom out a wee bit and have that. And I think things like, so one of the big things we focus on is pitching. Um, and I would say we kind of introduced that to Scotland five <laughs> years ago when we, <laughs> when we uh, brought it back, certainly from the US, in terms of really making it an okay thing to do. Um, and it, we were a bit rah, 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 people would say in the beginning, you know, <laughs> a bit kind of, I'm great, stand up and talk about yourself very confidently. Uh -huh. um, but that's really important, yeah. being able to articulate your, your business idea, who you are, being authentic is really important. And just to start that conversation. So one of the things we do is get people to work on their 60 second pitch. So you can have people at the beginning of the, the six month accelerator who cannot stand up in front of that room of, you know, 40 people mm. and communicate at all. And they're really nervous and they're shaking. And, and by the end of the six months, they are standing up in front of 200 people and just <laughs> rocking it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's teaching confidence, yeah, definitely. you know, because you've, but you've, you've helped them to get the skills to be able to work on something and you've put things in like, you know, wee competitions or a wee bit of peer pressure along the way and peer support uh -huh. to encourage them to continue to do that. And it's a safe space, mm -hmm. you know? So nobody's judging you, nobody's laughing at you if you get it wrong. You're all in the same boat together. Yeah, and that's exactly. a really important part of it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Excellent. So, so your role as CEO is actually yeah. Chief Entrepreneurial Entrepreneuring Officer. officer. Yes, okay. we trademarked Entrepreneuring. <laughs> yes, I know. I didn't, when did it become a, uh, a verb? Yes. Like Entrepreneuring. <laughs> yeah, so we really wanted to um, encapsulate the idea that it's all about doing. So our hashtag okay. is go do and <laughs> entrepreneurship is studying. So, you know, yes, that's great. You can go and study at university, but really you're going to learn by doing. That's the reality of it. So we really believe that everybody should be entrepreneuring all the time <laughs> um, in all walks of life because it's really just about finding out more things, learning, teaching yourself and taking that next step to learn, well, what do I need to do now? Yeah. Um, so that was really where it where it came from. You're very cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we love to trademark a word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what, what does your, your specific role kind of entail at the moment then? Yeah. So... We have the 12 locations at this moment in time mm -hmm. uh, we'll have our 13th in London in August. So my role is to very much um, oversee the, the, the growth of the, the business as we move into really what is our next phase. Mm -hmm. um, we are making some fairly significant changes at the moment and I described it recently to somebody as we're growing up. <laughs> um, we've, you know, five years we've been starting up. Um, and have learned so much along that way and still very much are. But we probably had a kind of one size fits all approach before. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing now is as we've gone into other cities is that people are coming in at a much later stage. Um, so yeah. people are coming in who are turning over one and a half million. Wow. Um, so we need to say, well, how do we meet their needs as well as the needs of someone who's walking in the door with an idea? So that's allowed us to say, right, let's tweak our model 
Um, so we're looking at probably having about four different stages now in our right. model. So overseeing that um, making sure that we um, retain our world-class team and making sure that we're always upskilling them. Mm -hmm. For me, that's pretty much my number one priority and is, is looking after the, the team um, mm -hmm. and the talent that we have in-house. And another big part of my role as CEO is, our, is working with our stakeholders and our partners. Yeah. Um, so we obviously have a, a huge partner in, in the sense of Royal Bank of Scotland. Yeah. Um, so a, a big role is, is working with them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you, you have partnerships with RBS NatWest, yeah. KPMG, and Dell. I yes. believe. Yeah. How did you go about forging them in the beginning? Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, we were at a sort of three-year point. Um, Jim, myself, and we were kind of thinking about what's next um, as entrepreneurs do and where do we go now. Mm. And we, we'd had a relationship with Royal Bank Scotland since 2012 when they'd given us sponsorship money um, that we'd given out to the entrepreneurs as prizes. Um, but they actually then approached us and said, you know, we've looked around the whole of the, the world in terms of accelerators and, and what is out there. And we'd really love to partner with you um, to scale across the UK. <laughs> um, the, the big thing for them is their 2020 vision of um, increasing customer trust and advocacy. Yeah. So one of the things they want to do is to get closer to entrepreneurs, understand them better and really become the bank for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So one way to achieve this was to, to partner with a business accelerator. So they um, we spent a while working out what that looked like. Um, and signed a contract with them in late 2014 to open 10 locations. Um, at the time, I think it was eight, but then all of a sudden we accelerated the accelerator <laughs> and added a few more in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. And then they have really strong relationships with the likes of um, KPMG and Dell EMC. Um, they do a lot of work with them. So we were looking around for what would be the right partnerships from an accountancy perspective, a tech perspective, mm -hmm. and we also have um, Pinsent Masons and Harper McLeod as well from a law oh, okay. perspective. Yeah. Um, so it was really then about working out with any partnership, what does both sides need from the relationship? Um, mm. So again, it was it was talking through those and, and working that out um, that led us to then say, right, okay, let's give this a shot. Excellent, mm -hmm. excellent. Okay, now I read um, recently that you have plans to create this into a sort of £20 million social enterprise yep. over the next, I think, sort of five years. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the contract with RBS is a rolling five years, right. is that right? Yep. So if, it, if it's a free business accelerator, <laughs> <laughs> we're Great just, question. What, yeah, what's the, the sort of revenue model then? Yeah, so for me, we are in a really privileged position to have a five-year-old contract with a major corporate yeah. um, and, you know, it's great great working with Royal Bank of Scotland, um, but I wouldn't be an entrepreneur if I didn't think about how I make this business sustainable. <laughs> um, so, you know, things can change for them at any point as we've, you know, seen, yeah. um, and we can't 100% rely on that being there. So I need to say, right, how do we make Entrepreneurial Spark sustainable? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not essentially um, just have the, the one partnership as such, albeit that's our core business. Mm -hmm. So one of the, uh, there's a couple of areas that we're looking at. One of them we just um, trialed in Highlands and Islands last year, and that was a virtual mm. model. So we 
we did our um, sort of main events across three month period at the beginning, the middle and the end. And then we um, enabled the companies by Skype. So rather than being in a physical space, yeah. because if you open a hatchery in Inverness, people are not going to travel from Shetland every day, um, <laughs> but you still want to be able to support them. So we thought, how do you best support that geography? Um, so this was really through virtual enablement um, and some face-to-face -face support. So that was backed by Highlands and Islands Enterprise um, and the Scottish Government, mm -hmm. um, as well as Harper MacLeod and obviously with our Royal Bank of Scotland. So that was a, that was really, really interesting. Um, a massive success. Um, interestingly, one of the things you talked about before in terms of confidence, it was something mm -hmm. like 98% of the people on that programme increased their confidence during oh. that. So, And we measured that at the beginning and the end. So it was a real sort of tangible measurable that we, we had. Yeah. Um, so it was able, great to be able to, to show that as well as increasing investment and turnover and jobs in Definitely. the area. So that's one of the areas that we can think about. So albeit we have the physical locations which people can come into for free, um, we'll go out to other areas around the, the country and offer the virtual model, but that would be paid for. Um, so it might be a local authority um, or, you know, we're talking to the Welsh government. It could be, the, you know, that kind of um, area. Yeah. So it's just thinking about who needs what support in different areas. The second thing really is around um, we're, we're working with Royal Bank of Scotland in terms of their staff and upskilling their, their teams in entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship. Mm -hmm. So that's worked really well. We worked with two and a half thousand of them last year and we're going to be doing the same this year. So we thought about, well, how do we take that out to other corporates or SMEs? So we're going to commercialise what is the Entrepreneurial Development Academy this year. Um, so we're going to look at doing that. The other thing that um, is very early stage for us is about creating an entrepreneuring network. So we have 12 locations across the UK, but actually I'd love to be able to link that all up yeah. as well as incorporate our virtual support and say, right, how can you offer something that allows people to have that both peer-to-peer -peer support, but also mm -hmm. enablement support across the country. And, and that also allows us to go global as well, because you could offer that across the world, basically. So mm -hmm. that's another revenue stream that we're looking at at this moment in time. Yeah, so is that like a, a social network, a sort of paid? It's a similar type concept, yeah. It'll probably okay. have a sort of subscription model yeah. um, along that way. But as I say, it's in the early stages at the moment, but that's definitely part of the, the vision as we move forward. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Yes, a Very few, good. few options. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, what's the the kind of the longer term vision? You know, kind yep. of beyond that. Like, what's the what's the big goal? The big goal. <laughs> yes. So, really, in terms of it's definitely creating sustainability, but but whilst reaching as many entrepreneurs as we possibly can and entrepreneurs mm -hmm. um, very much so. I would love to reach millions of people globally <laughs> um, in terms of our enablement and being able to support them to succeed in business or equally find out that that's not the right route for them as well. Mm -hmm. um, so really that, that long-term vision is about reaching, as I say, millions of entrepreneurs and people um, worldwide wow. with what we do. Wow. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Big thinking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what, what would you say are some of the uh, biggest success stories to have come out of Entrepreneurial Spark? Spark. Yeah. So we've got a few then in terms of um, 
successes um, that we've worked with. I think a, a few that are well known in Scotland would be Molsey, um, oh, right, yeah, Callie yeah. Russell, who <laughs> worked with us, so who's doing great guns, yeah. um, really good, his social shopping app. Um, I think it was listed, I saw it alongside. Um, was it Forbes list and it was yeah, in somebody else. And yeah, and they were listed at Christmas. Oh, that's um, right. At, alongside Deliveroo and things like that. Yeah, in terms yeah, of that's right, apps. the app store, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so he's doing really, really well. Um, Leah Hutchison from Appointed, mm -hmm. again, just signed a multi-million pound deal at the end of last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is doing great. And I remember her, she was one of our first cohorts into Glasgow, actually, um, working closely with her. Um, okay. And that was a, a great one. And then the other one that springs to mind, because we just heard from him the other day, was um, Beer 52. Um, so it's the beer craft beer subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So that is, again, I think, um, yeah, well, I know is doing excellently. So, uh -huh. so yeah, so some really great ones coming out. And again, same um, across the UK as we grow, there's some um, fairly big successes um, happening. And we have Elf in the Shelf that we work with down in Milton Keynes. Okay. I'm like you, I did the Elf, who's Elf in the Shelf when yeah, I first yeah. heard of it, but <laughs> um, it's massive. But Christmas, um, in terms of having this elf that um, follows follows people around <laughs> and uh, <laughs> people do crazy <laughs> things with it. So, um, <laughs> so they're doing really, really well as well. Um, so, so yeah. So there's um, lots of stuff bubbling away at the moment. Um, yeah. Lots of investments happening as well. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It keeps you busy. Mm, it certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I'm interested to hear your views a little bit on, I suppose, um, entrepreneurship specifically. Yep. Um, I don't know. Uh, d do you think there's been a growth in the um, the number of entrepreneurs or the sort of popularity of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think so. I think there's just been this kind of growth in, I suppose, what you would call kind of the gig economy and really about people not having a... A career in one thing for the rest of their lives they maybe have mm -hmm. three different jobs and maybe not always classing themselves as an entrepreneur but actually they they are because they're doing different things and getting income from different areas and essentially running their own business but I think there's probably a difference and I would say there's difference for us in terms of who we work with so there's somebody who maybe wants to be self-employed and run a lifestyle business, which mm -hmm. is, is great. I mean, you would still class them as an entrepreneur, but the people that we work with are the ones who are looking to grow and scale their businesses um, and have the ambition to, to take it globally, potentially, mm. um, and grow something um, you know, fairly, fairly big. And, and that's probably the difference, albeit you see loads of different ages and stages of businesses through what we do and we, we support um, a whole different range but mm -hmm. I think it's definitely becoming more of a career choice now so when you came out of university it wasn't really the done thing mm -hmm. whereas now it very much is um, as I say it's taught a lot um, and there's a lot of support for entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and there's a lot more known and talked about in terms of you know if you look at the, the sharing economy with your Airbnbs of the world, people know that as a startup. Mm -hmm. um, your Skyscanners, you know, albeit 14 years later, they yeah. did a fantastic exit. That, you know, you, they talk about it as being a startup and people know that. So mm -hmm. it's definitely something that is becoming more and more commonplace and more and more accepted mm -hmm. as well. 
yeah. um, which I think is a really good thing. And, and you look at corporates, corporates are now absolutely embracing entrepreneurs to help solve their problems. Yeah. Um, and that's where a lot of <coughs> ideas are coming from. And a lot of people we see are leaving corporates to start businesses where they've recognised a pain point in the corporate. Yeah, it's funny that. Yeah. Yeah, sort of um, almost consultancy yes, type. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Um so they'll they'll say, wait a minute, I think I can solve that problem. So they'll they'll go off and do it. And it's much more it's much easier for you to do that with a small team, agile um, and yeah. lean, than uh-huh. it is with tens of thousands <laughs> of people in a big beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Um so it's but but marrying the two together can have fantastic results. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And, and so, because we were kind of speaking about this a little bit before mm-hmm. we started, what do you think are some of the, the threats to corporates with the, the increasing number of, of entrepreneurs? I think the threats is, is, as we mentioned there, is their speed. So they're not mm-hmm. able to move anywhere near as fast um, as you can do when you're in a, a startup. Um, so I think that's a real challenge. I think there's a lot of legacy issues. So there's yeah. a lot of things that are implemented that they try to change, but is quite difficult to do. Um, I think there's a mindset. Um, I think, you know, albeit there's a lot of corporates that are changing, there is a lot of still kind of corporates work on, you get paid by the hour, it's all about how much you bring in, mm. you know, doesn't really allow for a huge amount of innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, then the, then the innovation leaves, um, you know, people get stifled if they're not allowed to innovate or be entrepreneurs within the business, then they'll just go off and do it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, our average age entrepreneurial spark is 38, you know? So the likelihood <laughs> is people have had, you know, a career in in some, some area like that, and yeah. then have said, wait a minute, I'm off to do something different. Um, so okay. I think there's, a, there's definitely a massive opportunity as well as a threat for corporates. I think they have to recognize mm-hmm. their role and to continually to disrupt and think about, could we do this a different way? Yeah. Um, as well as embracing the ideas that are coming out um, from entrepreneurs. That's cool. Yeah. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that actually has come up in the past and I'm not 100% clear um, how do you how do you personally define the word entrepreneur? Do you know it's it's funny you should say that because I really hate the word. Do you really? Yeah, Unbelievable. I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> I really don't like it. I think it's got a bit of a stigma to it. I think people misuse it. Um, I, I suppose if you were to say it in its simplest form, it's anybody who is looking to create something um, out of either an opportunity that you've seen or a pain point that they've experienced mm-hmm. um, and want to make a business out of it or, you know, um, want to change something in the world, you know, a social change or, you know, so, I, I yeah, I, like I say, I'm not a big fan because I think there's lots of different definitions and, and ways that people use it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think if you have that desire to do something, then you should absolutely do it. Um, and to create something different, I think I learned way back when about cocktail entrepreneurs. So people who go to cocktail parties and have all these amazing ideas <laughs> and they want to talk about them with everybody and they're so good, but they'll never do anything about them. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <that's a laughs> an entrepreneur thing. is actually somebody who will execute 
and will actually make that idea a reality. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of wannabes. Um, the entrepreneurs. Oh yeah. Jeez. We have a lot of people who are professional pitchers um, okay. who we see who just go and win pitch competitions because they're great at, at going out and pitching. But they actually have done bugger all in the <laughs> background. <laughs> but the panel thing, that's amazing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but they can't execute at all. Uh. Um, so it's actually being able to make that idea become something that is a viable business. That's, yeah. that's what really uh, an entrepreneur is. Yeah, and so, so what are the, the character traits then that you think make that person? Uh, Persistence, yeah. 100%. Yeah, you're gonna have to take knockbacks, you're gonna have really difficult times. Um, that resilience mm-hmm. went through the, the highs and the lows. Um, and absolutely being um, forensic about your customer and understanding mm. who they are and, and constantly revisiting them, you know, not just saying, well, I've got a customer base, they must be happy, you know, just really always going back and talking to them and refining your product constantly all yeah. the time. So it, it takes a lot of guts, mm-hmm. absolutely no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've done it yourself in terms of <laughs> jumping out of a, a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it does, you yeah. know, to say, I'm going to do this and uh-huh. I'm going to make this happen. Um, so, so yeah, de- you definitely have to be able to deal with the highs and lows and have the, mind, the, the growth mindset to be able to think, okay, that didn't work, so how do I need to do this differently? And if somebody's told you no 20 times, <laughs> just keep going. Um, yeah. If your customers are telling you, or your potential customers are telling you no, then learn from that, but keep knocking on the doors that you need to knock on to to get that win. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the time it's um, reframing the idea of failure. Oh, completely. You know, that failure is not a negative no. thing, it's, it's really just a feedback mechanism. Oh, completely, yeah. No, I yeah. think it's it's a great thing to, to get that, you know, and you should really learn from it. Yeah. You know, if somebody says that was crap or, you know, it's like, well, what was that you didn't like or, you know. Yeah. Um, we're always speaking to our customers, entrepreneurs, Bart, to really understand, well, what, what are we doing right? What could we do better? Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really important to, to know that um, and accept, you know, one of the big things, some people, like you say, shy away from failure. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in absolutely um, talking about them. <laughs> um, we're about to launch our new website and one of the things I, I saw um, when I was out in the Colorado about five years ago, I went to Boulder to the Tech Stars and um, and there's a, 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 sort of, a sort of accelerator. So we've got Big Brother accelerator, actually we'd put people in a house together. Um, oh, but it's called the uh, Unreasonable Institute. And one thing they have on their website is their failures. And I think that's great. Yeah. You know, absolutely embrace them and mm-hmm. say, do you know what? We did this wrong. So I, I said, that's what I want on our website is to say, you know, we made this mistake, we made that mistake because we are a startup with an entrepreneurial spark. You know, we are a role model. Um, so mm. we have to, to walk the talk, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, very, much, very so. much so. And we, you know, we've scaled from, you know, I think it was seven people back in 2012 to a team now of 45. Um, you know, very, very rapidly. So we, we're going through this all at the same time as working with all these other entrepreneurs. So it's uh, it's great to be be able to empathise with them. Yes. You know, um, which is really important. Yeah, that's great. Mm. 
Yeah, I think there's a lot that can be learned from the American way of doing oh, things. Oh, very much so, yeah. Because yeah, I've had a few guests um, who've spoken about uh, Silicon Valley, yeah. or certainly have been out there, yeah. and there's there's no um, procrastination, mm -hmm. or there's no um, real kind of fear of failing. Yes. It's just, we're just doing this. Exactly, that's yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. And often they won't even look at people unless they've had a couple of failures, mm -hmm, you know? Because mm -hmm. they want you to have been through that experience <laughs> and been resilient yeah. to be able to deal with it and pick yourself up and say, right, well, what's next, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there is definitely a lot that can be learned. Good stuff. What are your thoughts on um, Scotland as a, an entrepreneurial ecosystem? I think we've definitely grown a really good one over the last sort of five years as we've sort of been in it. I think one of the things we would um, recognise that we have had an impact on is is getting people to raise their game. Um, so they talk about a rising tide floats many boats. You know, ultimately we came in and we were pretty disruptive. Um, we challenged a lot of people in terms of their support and how they might be able to do things better. Um, and I think we've we've seen that. Um, you know, I'm not, not saying that's testament to, to us, but it certainly has had an impact. So you look at something like <clears throat> the Scottish Edge, um, which was again an, an idea from Jim Duffy um, in terms of kicking that off. And that's been a, a great thing for so many businesses across Scotland. So I think we've, we've really improved as it's become, as we talked about before, more and more prevalent mm -hmm. um, and something that is very much a career choice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that people are, are doing more and more regularly. So it's therefore got more and more support. I think probably a wee bit spoilt in Scotland. Um, <laughs> so, you know, having been across the rest of the UK, there isn't anywhere near the same support um, as That's there is here in Scotland, yeah, you know, particularly public sector support, yes. um, which is really, you know, really good. Sometimes edges into the tick box exercise, I would say. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's also some great support out there and um, so there is things like you know business gateway in terms of mass market support right through to as i said the scottish edge which is really kind of focused yeah. um, and i think things like the, the scottish government's can do um, program which is really trying to bring everybody together in terms of entrepreneurship and how we can support entrepreneurs as a collective is really important. Mm -hmm. um, I think that collaboration really helps because for the entrepreneur, it's quite confusing landscape. Yeah. You know, where do I go? Who do I get support from at the right time? I, I think that's, we've not got there yet, but it's definitely improving, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's, again, it's a mindset thing. So if we talk about America, they are not scared of, I am great, this is my business, I am really good at this, I'm gonna do an amazing job, I'm gonna be really successful. Here, we're a wee bit more kind of, oh, I shouldn't really talk about that, oh, I'm doing quite well, oh, should I tell, should I? Mm. <laughs> you know, a bit of a tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that has held people back. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, the ability to think big. Um, I think that's a confidence thing again. Yeah. But it's that kind of, you know, I can grow a global business, you know, or even I can open 20 retail shops, not just think I'm going to open two, you know, <laughs> or should yeah. I be going for 20 grand? No, actually, you should be going for 200 grand, yeah. you know? So it's about <laughs> like just just reframing that um, and helping people to, to think bigger. Yeah. Um, and I think we've 
suffered definitely from that in Scotland over the years. Yeah, yeah, we tend to agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's improving. Oh, massively, mm -hmm. massively, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's great. I mean, if you look at somewhere like Edinburgh, the, the support for entrepreneurs is second to none. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I was oh. going to ask you about Edinburgh, actually. Yeah. Because <clears throat> obviously the show is, you know, Edinburgh-based. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and towards the later half of 2016, I believe it won an award as most entrepreneurial yes. city in the yep. UK, the UK, incredible. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. It really was, and I, you know, I think I've talked about that. And it was a Guardian article um, with the reporter, and it was talking about um, likening themselves to Boston, and Boston yeah. sees itself as an incubator. And and Jim Gallery worked with at the local council. That was very much his ambition, and they've worked really hard on that, you mm -hmm. know, um, and supported us um, at the beginning, which was fantastic. And. I think, as I say, there's still a way to go in terms of making sure everybody's talking to each other and and helping. The entrepreneur should always be at the heart of everything we do, every decision we make. Um, and certainly that's our ethos at Entrepreneurial Spark. So it's not about what boxes I tech or who's got the best support or they're my client. It's just about making sure that they understand where they need to go at the right time for the right support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. And, and is there anything that has that sort of resources? So certainly that was the initial, when we were initially working with the council, that was the idea to build that website. I'm not entirely sure where, it's, where it is today, but mm -hmm. the difficulty with something like that is it changes so often. And to be able to upkeep something that has all that information on it is quite difficult. So I appreciate that's a challenge, but um, I think it's... I suppose for an entrepreneur, it's just being able to go out and ask people um, and, and being able to get the right support at the right time. Yeah. Hey. So in terms of your own personal entrepreneurial journey, yes. <laughs> is there anything that you would have done differently? I'd have done differently. Probably not. I'm a great believer in, in each step of your life leads you to where you are today and it all happens for a reason, uh -huh. um, so I probably wouldn't have done anything differently, albeit I probably suffered in the early days from maybe not saying what I thought um, as much as I probably should. I have, I believe I have a really good gut feel um, for people or situations, but sometimes I'll kind of hang back a wee bit or have done previously. Because I read, I, can't, I honestly can't remember what the exact phrase was, but it was someone saying that you were some sort of um, oh. no sniper. Yeah, oh, that was it, the silent assassin. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you uh, how do I phrase this? Um, you wouldn't shy away from saying no with a smile on your face. Exactly. That's it, yeah. No, I'm, I'm very Is that a learnt skill? Then? Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. I would say that's definitely been honed over the years in terms of this focus. So knowing, I, I know that you need to absolutely focus to get to where you want to be. And that means that not saying yes to every single opportunity yeah. and not saying yes to every single invitation that you get. Mm. Um, you know, ultimately you are the only person who's going to look after you and you're the only person who's going to create your own future. So you have to make decisions and choices as you go through every step. And some of them will be about, you know, unfortunately that's not right at this moment in time yeah. or, you know, I'm going to choose who I spend my time with. <laughs> um, 
you know, there's there's people in your life you always talk about the kind of drains or the radiators. <laughs> <laughs> so I very much make a huge amount of time for my family and friends because mm -hmm. um, they are most important people in my life. And but you choose who you want to spend your time with. <laughs> yeah. Love your family, choose your friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's people that you recognise drain you both pre professionally and personally, and you have to say, well, that's not where I'm going to go. That's uh -huh. not what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So that's uh, one of the the things that I've definitely learned over the years um, is about how to spend my time, um, what yeah. to say yes and no to, and to speak up when I know that something's not right. Mm. Yeah, those are, those are tough things. Yeah, they are That's really tough. difficult, yeah. Having difficult conversations is is one of the things I'm a great believer in. I, I'm not saying I'm perfect at it at all, mm. but I, I'm, I'm a big TED talker. Um, <laughs> I love I love TED Talks. Um, yeah. They inspire a lot of the, the decisions I make and the things I do. Is that right? Yeah, just kind of trigger wee things, and I think, oh, how's that relevant to my life or to work? And and one of them I watched recently was about emotional nakedness and uh, <laughs> yeah. basically just about having those real hard-hitting conversations with people in your life um, mm -hmm. that are really, really important to have, you know, and really because miscommunication is is such a fundamental thing that leads to so many arguments, so many challenges, whereas if you just talked about what did you really mean when you said that? you know and be able to have those honest conversations and and feed back to people as well so in entrepreneurial spark we talk about hot feedback <laughs> <laughs> and that's really about you know uh, you could have maybe done something differently during that conversation or that was brilliant when you said that you know really kind of talking to people about the the way they behaved because i want my team to be absolutely awesome and if you don't help them to grow, then they won't be, you know? So it's a really important part of life. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. It's a great insight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you just, you just really, you know, have another great TED talk, I don't know if you've ever seen, is Super Chickens, um, Margaret <laughs> Hefferman. It's think so. fantastic. And just really about how in a lot of workplaces, people are always trying to, kill off other people, dare I say it, to get to the top. Ouch. Um, yeah. You know, and <laughs> whereas that's absolutely not the mentality, it should be about we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, um, Entrepreneurial Spark, we talk about being in the canoe, rowing in the same direction. <laughs> if somebody starts to row in the wrong direction, we're going to need to deal with that um, yeah. and, and help to work out why is that happening. So um, you're absolutely mm -hmm. there for each other. You know, mm -hmm. you're not trying to get ahead. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a supportive yeah. and collaborative environment. Yeah, that's a great message. I like it. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> so if you hadn't co-founded Entrepreneurial Spark, <laughs> what do you think you'd be doing? So for me, um, my purpose is all about helping people. Um, I, and like I was about to ask you your purpose <laughs> as well, so that's ideal. That's good, yeah. <laughs> it is, and you know, that for me supporting encouraging instilling confidence helping people to make their dreams a reality whatever that might look like is very much what motivates and drives me so if it wasn't working with entrepreneurs it might be working with children or it might be working i don't know just with the general public to help you to make your dreams 
come true, basically. You know, and, and I mean that in the sense of helping you to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm going to hand you, you know, <laughs> million pounds and there you go. Um, it's it's really about how can can I help you to find your own purpose. I feel very lucky um, that I have found something that is what I would call my flow. You know, something yeah. that I love. I don't see as a job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it, and it's the reason that I get up every day to to work and support entrepreneurs across the UK. Yeah. Um, so, so to be able to help somebody else ach- achieve that would just would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so it would be in some walk of life like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe a bit of a tricky question. You kind okay. of alluded to it there, mm-hmm. but what do you think other people can do to align themselves with a purpose or find their own purpose? So there's there's got to be a um, certain amount of soul searching. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked earlier about um, personal development. Yeah. I think we've both been through that that sort of period, and you find yourself on this kind of like roller coaster of one thing leads you to another thing, leads you to another thing, leads you to another thing, <laughs> and and it's going through that process of just thinking about what it what is it I like doing, and then it's kind of like okay, I'm going to read something about that or or what is it I need to to change in me um, or to look at in me in terms of my own kind of awareness of who I am and what makes me tick and what makes me happy mm-hmm. that really helps you to uncover, therefore, what does that mean I need to be doing every day, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you've, you've, but you've got to take the time to, to be self-aware and say, well, yeah. what is that? Because it's personal to everybody, but you've got to ask yourself some some questions along the way that that gets you to that point of knowing what that is for you, and then and then thinking about well, what does that look like in a day to day world? You know, is it that I'm going to start my own business, or is it that I'm going to go and work for a charity, or is it that I want to, you know, go and work for a large corporate? You know, there's everybody will find a different thing, but you have to yeah. know you first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's all about being comfortable in your own skin. I don't think some people will do, but I feel like until you get to your early 30s, you don't really kind of, it's like that sort of, I don't know, the 28, I watch my brother going through it right now, the kind of 28 to 35 period where you, you kind of ask those questions of yourself. Um, but you've got to be open to it. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, you've got to really want to want to be able to do that and understand that Mm -hmm. do you think it's harder for younger people to find that i think you just maybe don't have enough life experience Mm -hmm. maybe and that's where it comes down to just i would just say to anybody at that stage just try as many different things as you can Mm -hmm. don't be kind of like oh gosh i must go to uni and then i must get a job and i must stay in it you know it's it's like just experience different things Mm. um the world and just kind of get to know yourself yeah i think that's so important yeah um, and don't do anything for anybody else and i mean that from a you know don't feel you have to project anything yes um or be somebody that you're not yeah um, and that's that's really important as well yeah, it's very important mm-hmm. yep definitely good stuff good <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe your own personal values so hard work i'm a big believer in personal responsibility so i 
if people blame other people, um, yeah. I, I think you just have to look at inside, really. Um, you know, y you can deflect the blame, um, and that would be easy to do, but you have to also say, well, why didn't that happen? Uh -huh. um, or people who say, well, I, I didn't have any option. Well, you do. You know, <laughs> you have a choice. Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or I, I didn't have any time to do that. Well, yes, you did, because you've got the same amount of hours in a week as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you've chosen to use it to do something different. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of excuses like that that are slightly frustrating. And don't get me wrong, we all fall into it. And you, you hear yourself saying it. You know, it's that one where people say to you, oh, you know, how are things? Oh, busy. And just like, well, that's just like... Yeah. Such a mundane phrase, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, well, what are you actually spending your time on? What are your priorities and things? So, uh -huh. so for me, hard work, really important. Um, trust, big thing. Um, so although I think yeah. I'm very good at gut, re, sort of gut instincts, mm -hmm. I would say that I tend to trust people pretty um, um, implicitly. Um, and therefore, if they don't, if, that trust gets broken, I, I find that quite a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of um, a difficult, obvious one is going to be support, is making sure that people are supported. Um, like I say, family and friends, my team, really, really important for me, feeling that they've got the right support to, to do what they want to do in life. Mm -hmm. um, and other one would probably be sort of excellence in terms of striving to provide a, a really great um, service and mm -hmm. um, you know I feel very privileged to be in the role that I'm in um, and an, I feel very much an obligation to serve my team and the entrepreneurs that we work with and give them the best that we possibly can do yeah. Um, so I'm not a perfectionist. I was literally <laughs> going to say this. I knew yeah, that was coming. Yeah, yeah. I was um, going to say excellence I, over perfectionism. <laughs> yeah, I've made that mistake before. Yeah, so I would say I'm all about the 80-20 rule. Is it um, the Pareto principle? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. very much about um, done is better than perfect. Uh -huh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm okay with kind of uh. just just start something, just give it a go, just try it out, you know, don't don't get too worried uh -huh. um, about kind of the, the the consequences, you know, I think we yeah. we talk about as a, a phrase we learned from Sir Tom Hunter, which is no resets. So Jesus. you can bug it up a couple, you know, one time, yes. but just don't make the same mistake again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so that would be, uh, so I have high expectations, but at the same time, also I'm totally up for people giving something a go. Because um, I like the idea that they're saying, well, that's not quite working, so let's try this. It might not work, but that's okay. <laughs> right, that. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, this, is a, this is a big question, but what would you like your legacy to be? Oh gosh, that's <laughs> a big question. So if I go back to the vision in terms of reaching millions, of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs across the, the globe, I, I would love to be able to have have crea created and continued to have developed something that allows that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so to be able to know that this the enablement that we are supporting entrepreneurs with and the building of the confidence um, is 
is very much out there and happening today as kind of a, a given, you know? So maybe it's like you don't go to the your GP, you go to your local Entrepreneurial Spark enabler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so, get more out of that Exactly, anyway. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I've got a few questions for you around kind of success type, okay. type uh, questions as well. So how do you define success? So this is, again, an interesting one because I believe it's personal to each person um, because success can look like just having, uh, you know, um, done a, a great deal that you wanted to do in your business or it can look like exiting for, <laughs> you know, a skyscanner, exiting yeah. for, for billions. So it depends on your own personal aspirations really as to what success is. Um, and I think it changes throughout your life as well. Um, I think your priorities change and what you deem as success um, changes as you learn more. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's a definition in, in the world that I work in to say, well, they're definitely really successful and they're definitely not. Mm. Albeit, you know, because like I say, if we talk about fail fast and fail cheap, so entrepreneurs can come in and they're not, we're not charging them anything to just start a business. And if mm. they work out after three months that there is nothing there, that's brilliant. That's a success because they haven't invested 50,000 pounds building something that nobody wants in 10 years of their life, you know? Yeah. Um, or they've worked out that being an entrepreneur is bloody hard work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna go and do something different. And that's totally, that's also a success, yeah. you know? Um, so it, it's very personal. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's all relative as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, it just, it, it really just depends on what you've, what goals you've set yourself as to whether you feel you've succeeded. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? So the people I'm surrounded by inspire me um, in terms of both my team and their dedication to working with entrepreneurs um, and I know that might sound cheesy but just to have people with such an amazing growth mindset wanting to develop all the time you know somebody sent me an email yesterday about another member of the team and it just said you know such and such by the way is fantastic and she just said he did this he gave me this bit of feedback about me after a call we had and you know it just made me feel so great and i've learned something mm -hmm. you know that uh, being able to to do that for each other is totally inspirational and then for me it's the entrepreneurs so it's like yourself you jump off you had a salary coming in every month yeah. and now you don't <laughs> that is inspirational you know because you've taken a massive risk um, but you you but do you know what you were brave enough to know that you weren't in the right place yeah um, so you made a change and that for me is inspiration. Oh, I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, definitely, <laughs> yes, it's brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the, uh, the best piece of advice you've ever received? So this is one that stayed with me since I was a teenager. Um, so I had a teacher, which is often, I think, people's story in life. You have a teacher who's maybe been traumatically awful or a teacher who's been absolutely brilliant yeah. um, I can all relate to that um, for me it was my modern studies teacher Mrs Brown and when we left um, sixth year she gave me a little box um, that sits by my bed today 
and inside she'd wrote she'd written a quote that said life is not a dress rehearsal um, and that's definitely the best advice um, that I've been given in terms of you're only here once so yeah. absolutely make the most of it do what you love doing um, and be with the people that you love being with awesome yeah, yeah that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> if you had the opportunity to speak to the 20 year old you what would you say <laughs> Oh gosh, that's a good one. <laughs> it would be as get as many experiences in life as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose reflecting on the question we talked about earlier in terms of speaking up, I would probably say, you know, speak up more and mm -hmm. um, voice your, your thoughts more. But at the same time, again, you know, I, I've, I've lived this path um, to be where I am today and, and you know, it's it's been amazing so i'm quite happy with the, the journey i've been on yeah <laughs> nice if you could change anything in the world what would it be and why oh <laughs> god that's a such a difficult question <laughs> i wouldn't hold you to it i know god wow i mean religion mm-hmm got to be the one for me that they're yeah. just you know i i don't know if i was you know sit here and say that if there wasn't any religion we would be in a better place than we are today i don't know but i do feel like it's the root cause of so many problems yeah. that we are suffering from and um, so uh, reshape religion reimagine religion mm. <laughs> <Jeez>. okay <laughs> there's a potential entrepreneurship problem to solve yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> to try and think how to make money out of that. I one. know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I do think uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, it's a really it's, good answer. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, difficult one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where you go. I then I know there's the 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 Jedi religion that is currently being formed, and <laughs> maybe maybe that's the answer. <laughs> maybe yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just become Jedi masters, and uh, everything will be fine. That the Force work. is with you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what the answer to that is, but I definitely would like to reimagine it and reshape it. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Lucy Rose, it's been a, a true pleasure speaking to you. Um, I've immensely enjoyed it. Um, I think everything that you're doing is absolutely phenomenal. Um, again, on your part, massively inspirational. Thank you. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing, uh, seeing you change the lives of millions of people. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>